0: Sammy Ball, both 36 years old and the 16-year-old support competition behind him, gives no
1: signs of tearing the end of his amazing career. Hartmuth is now number one, the most prolific receiver in the National Football League history. Touchdown, Washington, Thanksgiving. This is Harry Hall. Original Redskins fans podcast on today's show we talk about the debacle of a game between the Redskins and the Rams Aaron and John's trip to St. Louis the Clinton Porters dive how are we going to fix this defense and much much more live with Aaron Josh and John yo 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 what's up Josh
0: yo 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 what's happening Aaron yo 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 what's up John
1: yeah where is John the crickets. The crickets.
0: John's nothing but crickets.
1: Crickets have sounded because uh, we can't find John. He's missing in action. He told us to call in at 8 o'clock, and we've texted him and whatnot, so maybe he'll come along here in a minute. But
0: I think he's just so mad from the loss this past week because for, for those of you out there in uh, Harry Hog listener land um, who don't know this, Aaron and John – Actually, we're at the game. If you weren't following us on Twitter during all of that uh, or checking out any of the posts, uh, Aaron and John were in St. Louis for the game this past week.
1: Yeah, we were at the game, and we had a good time in St. Louis up until um, game time and game end. Um, <laughs> and we went to the City Museum, went to the Arch and stuff like that. But dude, I got to tell you guys. During the game, I was stunned, and I basically, for the most part, sat there, stunned, just staring at the field with a blank expression on my face, because I could not believe how crappy our defense was.
0: It was horrible. Dude, talking about how crappy, uh, before we get into that, we do want to mention that uh, today's episode of Harry Hawk Football, episode number 226... Um, that's two hundred in Clinton Portis is brought to you by David Lee Legal Services in southeastern Virginia. Um, thanks to David Lee, our ongoing sponsor here at Harry Hawk Football. Speaking of um, David
1: Lee, he gave us the Dallas Sucks flag, which we attempted to hang from the top of the St. Louis Arch, and they would not let us do that. So,
0: <laughs> did you really try? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been funny
0: it would have been because i got the text or whatever or the uh no you put a post on the website and it said we're headed to the st louis arch to hang the dallas sucks flag from the top that would have been a pretty cool shot to see
1: yeah we did go Especially, up in the st louis arch but you couldn't
0: just hang it out a window or something
1: we well the windows are about i don't know the size of a prison window they're like six inches by about a foot wide uh huh. And um, they wouldn't open, so we couldn't get the Dallas Stars so flag to hang out of the arch. <laughs> was, was security kind
0: of eyeing you guys? Like, what are you trying to do? Oh, I just got a text from John. Oh, what's it say?
1: Um, he just said he was he was sleeping or something. I don't know. What? What are you talking about? I can't record till the butt crack of dawn. What?
0: Sleeping.
1: I was gunning for nine. I'm awake.
0: I'm calling in. <laughs> um, well, Joe may be with us shortly. Um, but until that time, you were talking about how how horrible the defense is, and uh, it was all over the web this past week that the Redskins' defense is listed as dead last in the NFL, um, as far as as far as uh, def- defensive teams go. Um, I don't even know how to feel about that. I mean, is it a bring back Greg Blosh kind of feeling or is it a, you know, how How do we feel about that?
1: Well, dude, I seriously think they should bring back the four, three. Um, cause like my, our dad always said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the only thing that wasn't broken on the team was the defense. We were the top 10 defense the last how many years? Hey, there's John. I- Yo, yo, yo! yo, yo, yo. What's, up? What's up? We were just talking about we were just talking about how awesome the Red defense
2: is. The defense, Dude, seriously? <clears throat> you weren't talking about the awesome special teams? No, no although we they did block a yet. kick or a punt. Oh, we had yeah, got yeah, to don't, that. Don't yeah, get yeah, ahead,
0: ahead of yourself, John. Don't get ahead oh. of yourself. Man. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, we're God. we're only like two minutes into up.
1: this thing. So, what do you think, John, about my... I think we suck. What about the 4-3? Do you, should we go back to it? Should we abandon the no, 3-4? No,
2: I think we're going to go for the 3-4. We've been saying it's going to take a while to get used to it. I didn't think we were going to be that bloody bad, but, you know,
0: Dude, but do you linebackers got to learn, learn it. Do you think the 3-4 is the right move for the Redskins at this point? Haven't... Having seen three games of regular season and four games of preseason, how do you feel about the 3-4 for the Redskins?
2: I think if they, they either gotta to commit to it or go right back to the 4-3, but if they go to the 4-3, we're back to the beginning of preseason again. Yeah. I think you gotta, I mean, if you're gonna do it, if, if you're gonna to go to the Whorehouse, you gotta spend the night.
1: Um, yeah, you might as well way. spend the night.
2: Yeah, I'd say you gotta to stick to the 3-4 or you gotta fire Hazlitt and get something and bring back, Greg Bloch. Or you know, bring back Triple G.
1: Well, Triple G is with the World Champion, whatever they're called, Saints, New New Orleans. And how is
2: it that he was there plugging in random people in their secondary last year when they were like hiring people off the street to play cornerback and safety, and they had a ton? Not only did they have a great defense, but they had a ton of takeaways.
1: Well, part of it is because they had a great offense, so the people were always playing catch up. And that kind right. of and people, minimizes that, that of, other
2: team's game plan when they do that. Exactly. True. It's not that his defense was ever bad when it was here.
1: Yeah, I really don't know what to say about the defense except for that they suck and they've got to find a way to not give up five yards on every play. And then I don't even know what to say about it. Oh, we want to talk about the special teams? John, you know what I just found out tonight that I didn't even notice during the game? Because I swear, watching games watching games in domes, I really do not like. This is the first game I've ever seen in a dome, and it's surreal. Like you're watching... It's like you're watching a show. Like the difference between going bowling and going blacklight bowling or something. It's just odd. It didn't work for me. I had all it this glare clarim- like it It wasn't
2: quite real. Well, yeah. anyway,
1: well, anyway, what I just realized, I did not even notice during the game, was <sighs> that... Gordon Gano was doing all the kicking and punting because Bidwell injured himself in the pregame. I didn't know
0: that. Graham Gano, Graham Gano, anytime a foot touched the ball, it was Graham Gano. That explains yep. the
1: crappy punts. John,
0: you didn't even that. That explains the, the
2: crappy kickoff to. at the very beginning of the game, too, because uh, he just heard right before the game started that Bidwell was going to be out. Yeah. And I know exactly why we didn't notice because I didn't notice during the game either. I know exactly why we didn't notice. No, well, two reasons. Number one, all the action was at the other end of the field. Yeah,
1: every time, and then and right when there is some every action, every damn time it would be a quarter would end right when they were about to do something down on our end of the field.
2: And number two, <laughs> Gano was wearing number four, which was Derek Frost's number, and I think Hunter the punter had number four too. I can't remember, but I always associate number four with the punter, so it didn't even it didn't even occur to me. But to tell Bidwell you the truth, the punts didn't look and... any crappier than the
1: other Bidwells.
2: Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do any worse than Bidwell. That's no, for sure. he did well. Cut. He actually oh, he did
0: okay, except for that first. Except for that first one, he did okay. I mean, coming into punt like that, the only thing Josh Bidwell did was come in and do his holding. But you, uh, you would notice, like, and I rewound this uh, on the tape um, when Dean he would come footage. off off the field from holding the ball. He was he was limping pretty good. He had like some sort of a. He had he has an something. injury
2: in the same hip that he missed the entire two thousand and nine season for. Dude so, oh, really? cut him. Gone. Bye. Dude Well the,
0: the, well here's the deal, dude. Supposedly, uh guess who's coming in to audition today for the Redskins?
2: Hunter the Punter. Derek
0: Frost. Hunter the Punter. Good. Bring him back. Maybe it's His, his, average, maybe punt. He'll, his yeah. average punt in two thousand and nine was forty one point three yards. And in he had a long of five games he played in. Yeah, long of fifty nine. Well, get him in there, because yeah. anyone can be
1: better than this Bidwell guy, especially since he's injured. What are we even thinking about this for or even talking about it? Just get him in there, seriously.
2: Yeah, he's terrible. Bidwell, uh, terrible. Cut. Um, And maybe Hunter the Punter, after an off season and, and healing up, maybe he's ready to go.
1: Yeah, maybe. He didn't have to go to training camp and all that junk. Maybe he's ready to go. I mean, he's a punter. Yeah. Right? But
2: enough talking about he, the punter. And he's a punter.
1: <laughs> Josh, can I ask you a question? On, do you remember probably in the third quarter, I think it was when St. Louis had the ball on like the twelve yard line, and it looked like we had them stopped on third and short, and they just gave them the first down without even measuring for it, and we were like, "What are you doing?" And then the very next play, they ran in like a twelve yard touchdown run. Do you remember this? Yes, what, I do remember
0: it. How how that spot looked Personally, I thought the spot looked bad, and I thought that I would have. I looked at it and I would have challenged the spot, but they got that next playoff, I think, pretty quickly. Um, Yes, they did. And and I was looking at it like, "Dude, Shanahan, challenge the spot! Come on!" Or at least ask for a
1: measurement because, to where we were sitting, the spot looked like it wasn't a first
2: down. Yeah, it didn't look like it looked like it was a complete yard short.
0: Oh no, for for me, like looking at it on the TV. Um, it looked to me like they gave him a really good spot. And and I was going, no, I, I don't think that's the right spot. Like they, they showed the replay and it was, you know, it looked to me like that was not a good spot. So yeah. I was questioning where that, you know, the spot there.
1: Yeah, it so, was pretty weak. And there were a few of them like that where we're like, what? They're not even going to measure? What are they doing?
0: Yeah, but I, I, I have to say the
2: referee sucked in both directions because we had a couple of calls that were just terrible that went in our favor. Um, like the fumble.
0: Chris Dude, I don't I don't know if you guys watched that that uh that was the Cooley fumble, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was a total,
0: absolute fumble. It was a total fumble. And I even texted you guys and I said, dudes, that was a fumble.
1: We could and... hardly tell in their stadium though, because their Megatron is so teeny, it's like watching a nineteen inch television.
0: Yeah, well, and they talked yeah. they talked about it and it was like, you know The Megatron. Is there, like a is there like totally irrefutable evidence to like overturn that, you know, call on the field? And it looked they looked like the kind of went back and forth about it, and you know, they they left. We got lucky on that. The Redskins yeah. got lucky. On that that, that was a,
2: There was another example of a egregious bad call that went in our favor. I can't even remember at this point. Doesn't really matter Thank you. because we had out. I mean, we had two. Our defense picked up two turnovers. I think a fumble and a pick by Kareem Moore, mm-hmm. and blocked a field goal, and we still lost by fourteen damn points
1: to the Rams. Yep. It's only because our defense sucked, dude. I don't remember us holding them to a punt one time. How
2: many punts did they have in the game? Does anyone have the stats up? Why, in the game, Josh Brown? No. Donnie Jones, their punter, had three punts. um, How many in the second half? in the red zone. Yeah, and... I don't have quite those numbers.
1: And, dude, I remember at one point, near the end of the game, but I think they may have added a few, they had 24 first downs to our 12 Twenty-four to twelve. That's twice as many first downs. We kept giving them up on third downs. I was getting so mad.
2: And I think we converted a grand total of one third down in the game ourselves.
1: And can anyone catch besides Santana Moss? Seriously,
2: I think the answer is no. Anyone? All right. Well, can we? Do you think this is a classic example of of the Snyder era Redskins playing playing down to their opponents and getting beat, or do you think we just suck?
1: I think we
0: just stopped. I think this is a this is an <laughs> example of, you know, another losing team needs a win so they come and play the Redskins. You know what I think? Yeah. It's a
1: classic example of I think it's a classic example of our optimism every single off season extending a little bit further than it should have.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know, it's not like we knew the def- it's it's a new offense, we got McNabb, new deal with that. We need some receivers. I think it's getting pretty glaringly obvious, or we need these guys to step up or something. Mm-hmm. And the defense, the 4 3, is taking a long time to get going. And, you know, you might as well have me in there at nose tackle because Albert Hainsworth is non existent.
1: Yeah. Speaking of receivers, dude, apparently the Redskins are working out some old, like, veterans that probably aren't going to help any more than all the other old veterans we already have. But we've still so we've got, got as much as Shanahan, we still have Devin Thomas sitting there, who's a big dude. That he could at least try to play every once in a while, since no one else is doing anything. How do you, how do you, you know, feel Devin about Devin
2: Thomas? Uh, Devin Thomas, he uh, actually did pretty well on returning the ball. Actually, I know he did in this game. Why don't they let him in? He had to, he had a, in the red zone. Why don't we try to use him for like a fade or something? He's like six two or six three. He's got and he's got those big, broad, wide shoulders. He's someone that can go across the middle and turn almost like like a. You know, turn into the ball and shield those, those linebackers and maybe safeties off of him because he's so broad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, there's a whole lot of question marks going on there. I mean, this was just a poor game all the way around. Everyone knows it. It was horrible. And, uh, poor, piss poor. And let's see, um, oh, Josh, of the five drives that, that, I looked this up, the five drives that St. Louis had in the second half touchdown, punt, field goal, field goal, field goal. Yep.
1: So they did punt once in the second half.
0: Josh. Dude, yeah. I don't understand. And they punted twice.
2: About... They did punt twice in the first half, as we said. And that was that little stretch where the Redskins started coming back from that, that ridiculous 14 nothing deficit yeah. at the beginning. and it looked
1: like we had the game in hand. I mean, I knew we were coming back, but I was like, oh, we got this now because we were running. The yeah, ball was and...
2: punt, punt, and blocked a field goal. Yeah. Anyway, what were you going to say, Josh? Anyways, yeah, Josh, what were you going to say?
0: I was gonna say you you brought up Albert Hainsworth, and um you know I don't know if you guys were able to see that whenever he was in there I mean he was double they had him double teamed every time which to me says you know they obviously see him as a threat their their team the Rams saw him as a threat if they were double teaming him but why didn't we take advantage of that from another position with two guys on Hainsworth?
2: Right. How did how come Sam Bradford had all damn day long this is why. To throw the ball even when Hainsworth was double covered and or d- double teamed and and Albert Hainsworth has made his bread and butter being double teamed his whole career. Dude, this is he's how He's just not that good this year anymore. I think he's kind of past his prime.
1: John, this is how. He didn't have all day. The dude never took more than a two-step drop the entire game. He
2: he had I saw some stat
1: where he had like 20 completions in a row and all of them were under seven yards. It's because our stupid cornerbacks were playing like 10 yards off the ball and all he had to do was we were blitzing on every play is just look to the side, of, take one step, throw it to someone. That's yeah. all he did.
2: And everyone yeah. was playing and the linebackers were just, yards. And the linebackers were just slow, slow in that game, which is ridiculous because they're on, that, are on artificial turf. They should be able to blaze through there. It's not like they watered down the field
1: or maybe they did. Uh, and
2: another thing on that, another thing on that, we all know that um Steven Jackson got hurt and got pulled midway through the game. Do you think that the change up with another running back that they weren't used to, do you think that made a difference?
1: Um, do you?
2: I don't think it made well. I don't think it should make a difference. It might have, but we were doing really well when we shut we shut down Ricky Jackson and the whole offense and when that guy came in, it was like it was like they had new life. Dude, and talking to, me, to some of the fans around us, they do not like Ricky Jackson. Steven Jackson. Ricky Jackson. Stephen Jackson. They do not like Stephen Jackson in St. Louis. The fans don't like him at all. They can't stand they think him. think he's very overrated. So I wonder if he's like a uh, a problem in the locker room or something like that.
0: I don't know what happened. It's like Peter Jackson went out <laughs> to shoot another Lord of the Rings trilogy. And Kenneth, <laughs> Kenneth Darby came in. Peter and Terrence Trent Darby came in. He scored, yeah. Terrence Trent Darby came in, Kenneth Darby. He scored that go ahead touchdown. I mean, he had like uh, fourteen carries for almost fifty yards. Um, you know, uh, how many yards? Did, did he had like fifty yards on the day? I think it was like 49. 49, 49
1: Yeah, dude. All I know is this: Marvin Jackson, according to the other St. Louis fans. All of his stats are padded because they are always. it's always like crap garbage yards where they're trying to come back and stuff like that, where they're way down. Which
2: kind of doesn't make sense from these, by the way, fans that watch games in domes. Not as cool as fans in outdoor stadiums, by the way.
1: Not nearly. Um,
2: it doesn't really make sense because why would you be running the ball when you're always playing from behind? Yeah, I don't know, dude. What?
0: I don't know, dude. But did you know, like, um, what's his name? Kimi Uh he, you know, sitting there at, at nose tackle. There were there were a few times where it he was like they were double teaming him, and um, he got pushed back. You know, three, four, five yards. It looked like sometimes. Dude,
1: what about Hainsworth? I saw him get blown up a lot too.
2: Yeah.
0: The thing I, I noticed mean, about Hainsworth, though, here's what I noticed because I started watching it because they were double teaming that that nose tackle position. Um, no matter who was in there, when when they. Double teamed Hainsworth, he was able to be pushed back a yard or a yard and a half, and then he kind of would roll off and get back into the play. And but it was to too me, late. it looked like yeah, but to me, it looked like Kimiatu was just getting pushed on back and wasn't getting back into the play. Hey, and didn't, so, didn't Hainsworth well,
1: allow Arakpo to have a sack at one point? One. one,
2: I, one
0: I know one the, the play
2: you're talking about, he rolled around. They both went right, and he almost got a sack on that play. Um, right, he did get right. a sack in the game, but that, that was on a different play. And I do want to note that neither Hainsworth nor Kimo Iatu were credited with a single tackle or assist or any kind of stat. No, I'm sorry. Kimo Iatu had five tackles at nose tackle. I totally glazed over his uh, his uh, crazy, uh, awesome, Pacific name. Um, and Hainsworth was not credited with a single one. So... He may have been making Wait. those tackles five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Wait, he
1: didn't get credited with the one where he was off sides and made the tackle?
2: <laughs> he should
1: have got credited with that. He came blasting through.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No mm. stats for Haynesworth in well, this game. I'm that's where I'm thinking he's either not playing as hard as he should, or he's just he's just past his prime. Which would totally make sense in the Snyder era. That, you know, that could have been that will hopefully be, in my opinion. I think he is past his prime, and I think, uh Josh, I really, really hope that this is going to be the last of the high-priced, you know, the Bruce Smith, yeah, you know, Mark Carrier, all those, all those ridiculous signings, the Jeff Georges, who were all way past their prime, and and the the whole fantasy football Dan Snyder thing, Josh. Although I guess we could blame that one on
0: also on a Serato. What,
1: Josh? How offsides yeah. was Haynesworth on that play?
0: Dude, he was pretty pretty offside. <laughs> yeah, the
1: fans were not happy around us about that. Yeah, but they also acknowledged that the refs were pretty bad all the way
2: around.
0: I, I was like sitting yeah. there going, "I cannot believe he d- did not get called on that." I mean, it was like a half a second. But yeah, that's
2: the other play I was thinking of. Yeah, but at the
1: same point, dude, remember I had a good point with all those fans that were complaining about it, and I was like, "Dude, he had." It was kind of a smart play because you have nothing to lose there. It was like. They were on the one yard line. So if he would have got called for it, it would have been half the distance to the goal, and it would have been, you know, a half yard maybe. So why not try to time the snap count and get a sack? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're giving up at most yep. a half yard.
2: Where it could, if they don't call it like those bad refs didn't, it could benefit you. So, dude, you know, we had like the G team calling that game.
1: Who were the announcers? Kenny Albert?
2: <laughs> no, I don't, man, he, was, he, was, he had to be way you know, higher than that. Seriously. I don't know
0: who was who the announcers were. I was um, I was listening All to damn. radio. I listened to radio and I watched it on TV. See
1: so you at Larry. Larry. Anyway, well, let's go Which ahead. Kind
0: of interesting because I'd see it and then I'd hear it.
1: Well, let's go ahead and move into the uh, game balls and kicks. I guess.
0: All right, it's time yeah. for.
1: The Covenant and Ever-Elusive Game Ball Award. All right. All right, we can move right past this since we don't have any.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I got got a Enough of that. Moving on. I got a Game Ball Award. My Game Ball Award is going to go to the one-man gang this week. Lorenzo Alexander, he had a big game. He he did have a big game. As big of a game as you could have for that game. Lorenzo Alexander had it. He, um... He forced i mean Dowd, he forced a fumble, he recovered it um he was just all over the field he was showing up i mean you know he's a, he's a so, solid solid guy and josh
2: i think i think we're we we're, we're discussing a little bit ago the four three three four i think he's a guy that's gonna thrive in the three four once yeah. more people get solid around him. I think he's someone that's really taken to this defense. The one man gang yeah. but is a you know, no one where man you put gang him. can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It could be it could be like a five
0: two defense. You can make it whatever you want. <laughs> he's like, I'll do it. I think that, you know, I think I look at a guy like Andre Carter and I think he's still trying to get it. You know what I mean? Um but uh for as, you know, where they're moving him around. But um Lorenzo Alexander man he just, you can put him anywhere, like you said, John, and he just seems to, okay, I'll play that. I'll do that. Yeah. I mean.
2: Might so, as well let him punt.
0: He could punt this. We might see him punt this week. That could happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he can get his leg up that high. <laughs> He's not like Canard Lang or anything. Leg cock. Leg cock Lang. <laughs> All right. Uh, How about you, John? So, anyway, that's, that's my game off. No mm. one, You got to give one. I know who you my game ball to. goes
2: to Ryan Terrain for averaging 6.6 yards a carry, seven rushes for 46 yards. Um, especially after they ran the ball what once in the second half, I think. Yeah, something ridiculous. which is dumb like because that. we were and opening for, the
1: run, dude. We were totally exactly, opening the run. And I
2: think, and I think he he uh, may have supplanted Clinton. Oh, my wrist or hand hurt, Portis, as the starter this coming weekend.
1: Well, dude, that's because. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But my game ball is going to have to go to Kareem Moore for that timely interception right when it looked like we may go down twenty-one to nothing.
2: Good night.
1: Oh my, that saved us and that got, that put us really back on a rally to come back and take the lead. Sixteen. It really did.
2: You're exactly right. I mean, we were down fourteen, nothing, scored sixteen unanswered, and then everybody left the stadium at halftime yeah,
1: except for us. And- we sat there till the final whistle. Unlike the unlike, unlike
2: Rams fans. So many Rams fans around us.
0: And you know, um, and Kareem Moore had that, that first quarter interception. Um Yeah. He, he he took like uh I think he took like seventy I was reading the stats on him. He played like seventy seven out of seventy nine snaps on defense. Well
1: I guess he's healthy, then. Um, Good. Yeah, I guess yeah. so.
0: He had that first quarter interception, which uh Carricker helped him out with. Um, really, we couldn't really
1: see because it was like ninety yards the other way, but I just yeah, saw him come yeah. up with it, yeah, what did character um, tip it or what what happened
0: basically uh he he was um he beat uh the right guard on the rams team um that guy subsequently was also called for holding um but when he did that uh it forced sam bradford to uh to basically get rid of the ball which is why uh, Kareem Moore was able to get a jump on it and catch it because he got rid of that ball pretty quick. He got rid of it early. It just looked like it came out super early, like, like Bradford was like, oh, crap.
1: Probably because he was the <laughs> <Bradford's laughs> ball. All right, cool.
0: So. Far out. All right, well. It's time for
1: this week's Kicking the Balls Award.
0: I didn't know you were going there because I was also going to say we needed to give a shout out to Philip Daniels for sure for, <laughs> oh, for right locking the field
2: goal, dude. I think he gets a collective game. Yeah, he ball gets for one that. for that. That was huge, too. Fantastic. Good one. That was giant. Yeah. It was giant.
0: So, anyway, kicks. Kick them all. <laughs>
1: all right. Who's going first on the kicks? Because you can pretty much. My kick goes to everybody else.
0: <laughs> all right. Everybody else. Everybody else. Um, I mean, you Aaron, know, you, you can go talk first. about. You talk about Kareem Moore, I mean he had that interception and everything, but you know what? However he also had he also had a really horrible angle on um Steven Jackson's uh Peter Jackson's big touchdown run, that like forty two yard Jackson. or whatever. Yeah.
2: I mean Phil Jackson. That again Kareem was the other like way.
0: Really dude. Bad angle on that. that
1: again was the other direction. <laughs> we didn't see it.
0: Dude, it yeah. was a horrible angle. It's like what are you doing?
1: Yeah, we had a horrible angle to see it also. But um, I got to, all right, well, I'm going to have to give my game or my kick for late in the, I don't know if it was third or fourth quarter, and once again it was at the other end of the field. But Mr. This Is My Defense, I, don't, I guess he just fell down on some huge pass play. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I look up and D'Angelo Hall is laying on his back and the receiver is running right by him. So he's
2: getting my kick for that. I, I I'm telling you, I think maybe they watered down the field. And
1: he was getting torched the whole game, I might add. Yeah. By these no-name yeah, receivers he, uh, after he, saying, this is my defense. I need to cover the best receiver on the team. And it was like, can anyone even name a receiver on the Rams? Well,
2: well, maybe because Donnie Avery, <laughs> they're the only receiver I could name on the Rams was hurt. Maybe he thought he could just lay down and cover him because he couldn't run.
1: Well, I only have one thing to say. He needs to shape up. If it's his defense, then his defense sucks. all right go ahead someone else there's so many i'll tell you who
0: i'm kicking can you can you guess clinton Mm -hmm. some some people like to call him odd odd body (laughs) higher give us the report on him
1: because
2: i couldn't really think about odd bodies play at left tackle should have been put at right tackle
0: i thought he was struggling man he was getting beat he was getting beat all day that dude um uh what what's that guy he has like um he has that name from that 300 movie, Laurinaitis. <laughs> oh Yeah, yeah. Because we, <laughs> we saw someone
1: in the parking lot with a jersey of his, and I was like, that looks like a disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Time and then ended ended up,
2: they ended up yelling his name over the loudspeaker all through the second half.
0: <laughs> it's diverticulorinitis <laughs> Diverticulitis. <laughs> hey, speak, speaking of the of the loudspeaker, I got to ask this and then I'll continue. What was the deal? Was there like some really loud alarm or something that went off at one point? It was like Yeah, they, yeah, they were playing that in the stadium yes.
1: and it was loud as crap. Like I didn't know if it Dude, was a it fire alarm. Like a fire it alarm. It was
0: like it looked like to me like Donovan McNabb. He was like in his count when they were doing that. Yeah, I was like, and, "What is that?"
1: I saw that and one. he time.
0: looked like he was thrown by like like he was looking like crap. Is this like an alarm? Do we need to like exit the building? I mean, he had that look on his face. <laughs> it, it, it might have been a
1: fire alarm, dude, because I remember that, and I was like, "Is that a fire alarm?" And then just when I thought it might be real, it stopped.
0: Dude, I heard it on the TV, and it, and it like did it a few times. I was like, "Crap, is there like a fire or something?" And then it stopped. But they were like – he was like mid-count, and it totally like busted up that play, I felt. And I'm like, man, that's really uncool to and do something that's that, you know, pronounced uh, in the middle of the opposing why teams. Uh, yeah. yeah, and while we're talking about
1: how, that, and there's some other crappy things about the stadium.
2: Like the stadium? First of
1: all, what was our <laughs> beverage selection like, do you think?
2: Oh, guess where we were, St. Louis. What did they have? Uh – do
0: they march the Clyde- <laughs> Clydesdales out?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably why the beers cost eight seventy five a piece. Yes. For like a little spit cup worth of <laughs> Yeah, bud-lice, 8 75 dude. Light.
1: And John was complaining what? about $9 for Guinness at FedEx. I bet that $9 Guinness was, would have been welcomed that day.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was like eight seventy five for a twenty ounce Budweiser, or for a sixteen ounce Stella Artois.
1: Oh, and then and then get this, Josh. <laughs> Apparently, in our seats, we had a waitress. All right, so we're like, cool, cool. So about the third quarter, John calls her down because he's like, I can't wait till after the game. I'm hungry. I'm like, I'm starving. Like, I need some food. Yeah, and he's like, I want to order these potato skins, and she's like, Oh, you can't order off that side of the menu. You have to go get that yourself. What? Yeah, we were like what and
2: it's like a little like half sheet of paper menu and there's like eight things on one side and eight things on the other side. It doesn't say anything about this side you can order from this side you have to walk to get <laughs> nothing like that. And I was like, seriously? All right. Yeah, but
0: dude, you're going to order potato scans in the middle of a game. <laughs>
2: I was going to order potato skins. I was hoping it was going to pump up the red skins. Dude, it was
0: the
1: only I was thing. Even with the theme. John, and it was like, <laughs> Josh, it was the only thing that was like under
2: $10. Yeah. Wow. I swear. Yeah. It was a very, very expensive stadium. I bet um, they were all
0: shriveled and hard like hockey pucks.
2: I don't know. I, I don't know because I didn't get any. But I'm not. I just got another beer instead, dude.
1: I didn't think myself nearly as cheap as John in real life. But when I saw those prices at the stadium, I was like, dude, I'm just gonna wait till after the game and we can order a pizza or something. Seriously, <laughs> John's like, I can't oh, wait. Man. I can't wait. But then you ended oh. up waiting anyway because it was. Cause and I ended up waiting it, anyway because he wasn't gonna miss the game to go get some potato skins somewhere. Exactly. Okay. So,
0: anyway. so, to to bring us back on topic, we're giving our kicks, and I gave a yeah, kick. Yeah, my kick goes to like the
2: food. Stefan, my kick goes and... to the stadium. I'm sorry, Josh.
1: <laughs> I hate dorm right. stadiums, man. I really don't want to go see another game in a day. Well, you
0: better get used to one, because you know Dan Snyder is going to build one in about eight years. <sighs> in DC. Man, he better put a retractable roof
2: on that thing. Yeah. That that just sucks. Yeah, it was horrible. And the fans just. <laughs> just... Uh, Cincinnati and, and uh, Carolina have much, much better fans. And granted, half of Carolina used to be Redskins fans. So that goes without saying. But those two stadiums, the fans there, much cooler. Uh, I, I, I venture to say at least a third of the people in that stadium in St. Louis would not have even been to the game. Because it was like, what, 60 degrees and overcast, a little bit of drizzle, drizzle at yeah. the start of the game. Yeah. It was,
0: so did you those people the wouldn't have even th- shown up. Were you nice. know, it's,
2: what? you could tell that they were like the kind of people who who would just be way too hoity toity to go out and actually like watch a game outdoors
1: most of the fans oh, really? were nice dude except for the one guy that um let me see told John to sit down and
2: then um threw something at him threw something at me it was just like you didn't sit down and I actually <laughs> that guy was funny because I turned around and I looked at him because he looked like the straightest guy in the section like you know business wise and I was like. Who, did you see you threw that at me? He goes, yeah, me. And he's some guy in his <laughs> mid-40s, and it was just like, what is wrong with you?
1: He was wearing like some polo shirt like, you buttoned sit- all the way up.
2: Yeah, he was wearing some polo shirt buttoned all the way up, not Rams colors at all. And, and basically, <laughs> it was a major tool, and I was like, dude, you're setting a great example for the children around you. I really, I basically berated him like a school uh, teacher would. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was all, and his wife was trying to get him to shut up, and and long story short, at the end, he graciously apologized because he realized he was really, really stupid. Hey, Josh. So Josh, at least there was that.
1: Keep in mind that I was trying not to say anything to any Rams fan because I did not want a repeat of what happened in the Carolina Stadium.
2: Oh, we were so good at this game. Neither one of us blew up at anybody. We were very, 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 um, I think, respectable.
1: I think John, yeah, we I didn't was, like text. You know, you guys, I don't think we muttered a single age. curse. John, you got worried about me, didn't you, when you went up to have a conversation with? I somebody? was
2: a little worried because I had to go to talk, talk to the usher about the uh, the guy throwing stuff at me. I was like, "This is unacceptable, dude. You can you know." And then, we're in the club section, and some like rich, you know, businessman looking guy looking guy like starts throwing stuff.
1: And then John was,
2: like, and then I look down and I see Aaron John with him, and I was like, "Uh oh," but. Basically, Aaron told him he was a tool. and he need to sit down and... Josh, click, you want to know what I know, said to him? You'd
1: find this funny. It's like... What? I was like, do you think your mom would be proud of you right now?
0: <laughs> you did not
1: say <laughs> yes, that. Yes, I did say that to him. <laughs> and then he goes... Then he goes. He, and then I just like turned around and sat back down and he goes, you guys are pathetic excuses for Redskins fans. And then I just turned around and was like, what did I do? And he goes, You brought him. And I go, What did he do? And he was like, He wouldn't sit down. And I was like, Oh, so he was. So we drove like hundreds of miles wearing our team colors and we stand up and cheer. And we're pathetic fans. On a
2: third down. And we're. I, you know, and it wasn't even like I was standing up a long time. I stood up to cheer on a third down. And it was like crap. and I And then like I started to sit back down after the play was over.
1: And then I go. And then I go, he was totally ridiculous. And we're we're pathetic fans, but you show up here and sit there not even wearing your team's colors, and you can't even cheer when they score a touchdown, and we're pathetic fans? Exactly. And then I was just like, whatever, dude. I don't know. He started muttering something, but I just turned around and sat down.
2: And then it was funny. And the (laughs) whole time his wife was like trying to get him to shut up
1: because he was a tool, man.
2: (laughs) And then it well, like I said, at the end, he did graciously apologize. He He put his hands together like it was a Hindu praying. I was like, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Like, literally, like, together, right in front of him, like he was getting ready to bow. He was like, I am really sorry, because I was looking That's for cause- him, because I was going to be the bigger man and be like, hey, you know, I know you were a tool, but, you know, whatever. You know, I, I wanted to say something to him, just to prove to every, everyone else around knew that he was a tool. and I, You know, I just wanted to end it on a right note and show that I was an even bigger man than I had already been, basically, and show him up a little bit, to be honest. And he did that and was very, very gracious about his apology before I could even say anything. So he knew he was wrong.
0: Yeah, but it was funny. Cause
2: and was... so th- at least there's that. But, but so, you know, dude, no big deal.
0: Did you at least hand him a Harry Hog football business card and say we'll be talking about you on the podcast? No,
1: week. but dude, listen to this. Before the end of the game, though, this was funny because before the end of the game, uh, John, like, after the Rams scored one of their numerous touchdowns on us, John turned around and was like, hey, man, it's okay. You can cheer for your own team here. It's cool. Go ahead and clap. Go ahead <laughs> and clap.
2: everyone else was cheering. His, the whole section was up cheering except for, like, the seven of us that Redskins fans in the section that were scattered about. And him. And everyone's up cheering and everything, and he's just sitting there in his chair. so you know it was it was the prime example of a guy like i said if this game had been outside and lower than 70 degrees he wouldn't have even shown up
1: as a fan he. i
2: bet you know know what we should have done you know what we should have done we should have been giving him the quiz we should have said dude name five players on the rams go
0: (laughs) yeah dude i don't have too many experiences with uh folks from missouri but um i did uh, i do have one quick quick story what's that or Illinois. It, or Illinois. Um, or when uh, Amy St. and I, Louis. when Amy and I were on our honeymoon some 16 years ago, um, in Barbados, we were trying to get a cab back to the airport, and we were sharing a cab with this couple from our resort. And basically, um, they paid the cab guy. They agreed on a price, and we had agreed on a price. And then after we got to the airport, and the cab pulls away. The guy goes, he goes, from Missouri. He said, I'm from Missouri. Um, He said, "Uh, I'm just wondering. um, I didn't want to say anything to you back there, but how much did uh, he charge you for this ride? And I told him, and it was like, you know, 15 bucks or something like that. And he's like, oh, I didn't want to say anything, but he only charged us 10. And I was like, well, thanks for telling me, dude. (laughs) Why didn't you say something? I didn't want Why'd to say, say like, something. Why didn't you? Yeah, exactly. What so every the... time I think of Missouri, I think of these guys in Barbados, and I'm like, is everybody from Missouri like that? A little
2: sneaky. No.
1: Well, I'm sure everyone's a little not sneaky. But anyway, I
0: know, no, most I know, of the people but... sitting around
2: us are really cool. Yeah, I got to say, just like, just like at the other two stadiums we've been to, you know, and that's part of the the joy of being able to go to different stadiums in different cities. But I'm not going to a dome Different fans. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I, I think we're, we're going to uh, do our best to avoid these fake dome stadiums. Anyway,
1: dudes, dude, this thing's getting pretty long. Anyway, I think we need to go into the break and then. Well,
2: yeah, did we all give and our and we'll kicks? I don't think we all gave our kicks, Josh. Did I give
0: my kick? Oh, I don't know if you did. You, we, I yeah, think we I kept interrupting kick. you. I kicked Stefan. Oh yeah, Hunter. He, cool did, he did. Oh, that's right.
2: Did I give a kick? No, you did uh, not. My kick is to everybody else. Oh yeah, and, everybody else on the and team. And I want to give a special.
1: I want to give a special kick then to clinton portis for taking that whatever that dive was in the first quarter he looked like a quarterback about
2: no
0: let me tell you about
2: that let me tell you about
0: that let's go
1: into that
2: when we come back from break dudes let's let's bring that up right after break all
0: right right. we'll bring it right after break all right we'll talk about that
2: right after break you're listening
1: to to harry hog hog, football football
2: football, football. please hang up and try again
0: Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia,
1: we're back we're back all right josh what did you want to say about this clinton portis thing because that actually happened right in front of us and i was like what are you doing
0: yeah yeah here so here's what i was going to say about that that basically clinton portis um said (laughs) that he did fall on purpose he admitted that um he basically said that there were five rams players behind him and there were no redskins And all week long, they were coached to sacrifice yardage for the ball. And he said, those guys are some of the top strippers in the NFL. I was like, uh. The top strippers in
1: the NFL. Some of the
0: top strippers in the NFL. That's how that guy got his Laurinitis. Blue Blue and and gold
2: cake. (laughs) He caught some laurenitis because he was running around in his blue and gold cake.
0: Blue cake. He said, I really couldn't see around me and to continue to fight for a few extra yards and risk losing the ball when we were trying to get momentum. That's not thinking about the team. So he basically said, yeah, I fell on purpose because we were told in practice all week long, hold on to the ball. The ball is more important than gaining those couple extra yards if you're going to get the ball stripped away from you.
1: Okay, well, I'll have to buy that, I guess, this time. And also his wrist was injured, too. He had a wrist
0: injury. Yeah, exactly.
2: He said that he was afraid the ball would get stripped out because of his hurt wrist.
1: But is that also why he got benched and Ryan Terrain came in, or did he or what was the situation I with that bet
2: it is i bet shanahan despite that explanation and all that good stuff i bet shanahan was kind of a kind it, of thinking he needs me, a faster little uh younger running back he took
1: he didn't take let, any let contact that up, on that dude. dude any how many times yeah, do you I see know. running backs go in and take two guys for 10 12 more yards
0: i know let me follow that up with his his final statement on that he said um let's see if I can channel a little Clinton Porters here. People are going to believe what they wanna believe. You will <laughs> see me back back down from any man on on the football field, and my time is up in this league. I'm gonna I'm gonna look any man eye to eye, try to try to give it to him. What?
1: I got to say, it's never like he's shied away from contact before. He put some killer blocks on people. So.
2: Yeah, he's he is. I, I still strongly believe he's the best blocking running back in the NFL and has been for years. And there's no denying that. There's no denying his toughness. All right. So.
1: Well, I'll give him a pass this time. Anyway, well, there you go. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? This thing's already 45 minutes long, and we're just past the break, so. Well, well, well do see. we need to
2: go into the, uh, the Lichtensteiger report? Yeah, let's
1: do that.
0: Lichtensteiger. I need that
1: music, John. You got that handy or not?
0: We need like that Bush Gardens <laughs>
2: music. Vocal. He
0: needs the chicken dance music.
2: <laughs> That's what we need is the chicken dance music. That's exactly what we need.
0: <laughs> we'll work on that for next week.
2: Anyway, the Lichtensteiger Dockery report. Yeah. What do
1: we got? So the
0: Doxter was out. Lichtensteiger.
1: The Doxter didn't play at all, Josh. You saw it better than we did. How much did Dockery uh, play in this?
0: I honestly don't remember. Hold on a second. I can tell you because I had it pulled up here. Uh, let's see. Dockery. Uh, hmm. Corey Lichtensteiger.
2: Lichtensteiger Schnell, Lichtensteiger Schnell. I have no idea where that music is, though.
0: What's it called? I don't know, dude. Whatever, dude. It's past. Um, it, all man. I know, dude, is Corey Lichtensteiger was another one that was guilty of being beaten by linebacker James Encephalitis. <laughs> Lur- <laughs> <laughs> Laurinitis. James uh, <laughs> cephalitis <laughs>
1: All right, James. There's not,
0: there's not much more to say other than other than Lichtensteiger was getting beaten. All
1: right, here's my part of the O-line report. Um, me and John both talked about this in the hotel room before the game, and we both felt that Jamal Brown should be left tackle for that game since he is yep. a Pro Bowl left tackle, where at least Donovan McNabb would have been able to see. What was hitting him.
2: Would be like, able to see him coming when damn Oddbody was letting people go by. Exactly. You put your best tackle against their best defensive defensive end. And they didn't do that. And I guess they were looking for continuity on the offensive line. It, whatever.
1: <laughs> whatever. I'm they looking stunk. for. Bad choice.
2: You know, keeping.
1: They, Don had, McNabb dude, up they right.
0: had Brown. They had Brown against the defensive end. They had Artis Hicks against the middle linebacker. And uh Raybach was taking on. Or Rob was taking on the defensive tackle. Um, they had Lichtensteiger taking on a <laughs> linebacker, and uh, Heyer was taking on defensive tackle. Basically, that left Cooley to also take on a linebacker.
1: Or Fred Davis. Or Mike Good Sellers.
0: Guy. Davis was taking on defensive end, pretty much.
1: Whatever. Um, we lost, so uh, that's the O-line report. They need to get better this week. and we hopefully, lost, but we didn't it- score it. We'll have Trent yeah. Williams back because yeah. he is like the keystone of that thing. If he's yeah. out, they all fall apart. And Dockery, though, yep. dude, I mean, what's up with him? I thought he was pretty solid last year. We never had to call his name to the point where we it's almost a, got rid of the Dockery
2: report. It's a new blocking scheme, lighter, quicker, offensive linemen. And yeah.
1: that aren't opening up holes. So we'll see what yeah, can happen exactly. this
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's the big, that's, that's two, two big questions. One, will 3 4, the 3 4 defense work? And number two, will the lighter, quicker offensive line cut blocking scheme of Mike Shanahan work in the tough and rugged NFC East where we do not play in domes?
1: We'll know if we get blown out this week.
2: Oh, yeah. Jeez, yeah, well, Louise.
0: Well, Shanahan's not used to playing in domes. I mean, Shanahan's used to playing a mile high out in the open.
1: Yeah, he's not used to domes either. He's also I think
0: they're
2: on artificial turf out there though. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. insinuating that they use a dome unless you're talking about the ozone layer. Um
0: <laughs> ozone.
2: Yeah. Anyway, right, uh um, what do
0: we got for injuries? Yeah. Injury report.
1: Well, we got Trent Williams who practiced today. Um Horton, I believe, practiced today. Um
0: I read something that D'Angelo Hall uh, had an injury before in, in practice.
1: He, he hurt, hurt his back he's got some injury. kind of back injury, yeah. Before yeah. practice, they said. Like in the weight room is oh, what he, Shanahan. Said. He
0: needs to take it he needs to take it easy with his old lady.
2: <laughs> he needs to take it easy with his yellow cake and get on the field and learn how to cover some people. When the time is right, D'Angelo Hall, <laughs> will you be ready? So Dude, or will I you lay say, down on the field?
0: I, I, I do have to say about D'Angelo Hall though, um, it's been pretty impressive how he has stepped up as a leader on the team this year. Except so for fun. this week. That's been,
1: Except for last week.
0: Well, it's been, it's just been obvious. Like, his head is in a better place. You know what I mean? It's he's like, at uh, that point,
2: yeah. He's a veteran now. at that now. point where he can, you know, he's at that point where he's really hitting the prime of his career, and I think he realizes that. And he's been through, you know, he went through that whole deal in Oakland out there where he played for eight games and got cut mm-hmm. after a huge right. contract, and you know, yep. he's, uh, I think he's grown up a lot. I hope so. He still says dumb stuff like he was the only guy who pretty much sided with Hainsworth publicly in the press, but, you know. Yeah, he still says to do thing. it.
0: Well, um, he played. Or he says uh, dumb I mean, stuff
2: too, and we still like him a little bit.
0: He and Kareem Moore played 77 out of uh, 79 snaps. Carlos Rogers and Leron Landry were the only two players that, uh, excuse me, and London Fletcher. That played every snap on defense.
2: And Josh, did you notice that they started using for at least a short time Philip Buchanan as the second corner? Yes,
0: they and did. Moving,
2: yeah, we saw that too. We noticed that at, at one point, but it seemed like later on they may have moved uh, old number twenty-two Butterfingers back.
1: I don't know about that. I think Josh, at the point they might have moved him inside just because uh, what's his face uh, Bradford kept throwing those short little slants and stuff. Those little right. dink plays. Maybe they thought he'd be better utilized in there because Bradford wasn't coming across to the left because it was a longer throw. Right. Good point. Yep. So I don't know. But they did.
0: They had Philip Buchanan uh, came in. He he played twenty five plays.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he was all the way over there on the the um, right side, the defensive right side.
0: Got, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but Kevin Barnes was in for a total of. One
2: play. Um, We didn't notice. Cut. I, I We did not notice at all, and I still think that we should have traded him and kept Justin Tryon.
1: I was kind of in a trance, you know, because I'm, like I'm saying, ask John, I was in a trance at how bad the
2: team was. It was really odd for me. Aaron pretty much refused to talk to anybody except for that one dude. Um,
1: The whole game.
2: Almost the whole game because he didn't want to get himself in trouble. Yeah. Which kind of sucked for me because I had to talk to all the half-drunk fans. That were sitting around us, but I told you I couldn't time. do it. <laughs> Aaron really got irate at the guy right behind me because he's like, "Well, my second team is Dallas," and I was done at that <laughs> point. I didn't want to talk. About that.
0: <laughs> you're like, no, I was like, uh...
2: seriously. Number one, you don't have a second team unless you're if you're a real fan of any team. And number two,
1: if you're a real fan of any team, you hate Dallas. <laughs>
2: exactly. You can't like Dallas and another team. Anyway, you can like two teams anyway, but you really can't do that. Anyway, enough so about the second-rate that's good. whole injury report, dudes. Um, pretty much everyone was a full-going practice today, except for Trent Williams, who is still not uh, confirmed or denied about playing this weekend. Uh, Liechtensteiger, as well, had a little knee issue. We talked about Hall uh, Anthony Bryant, who I would rather see in there from instead of Albert Hainsworth, apparently has a head injury still. His, uh, I think he was concussed. And Haynesworth apparently and hurt Josh his thumb. And Josh Bidwell is still on the team for some reason, and, and he did not
1: practice. <laughs> and Haynesworth somehow hurt his thumb, but he still practiced.
2: No, Yeah, full pra- everyone else was full of practice. Anthony Armstrong was back full. Uh, Portis was back full. So we don't know if he'll actually uh, lose the starting job this week or not. We'll see. Apparently, he's very zen about it in the press this week. He's like, man, yeah, well, Josh, you would do it much better, but, you know, man, you know, it is what it is, is basically
0: yeah. what he said. Yeah, you know what, is, what anyway. it is. Anyway. um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think Hainsworth hurt his thumb hitching a ride to the CeCe's pizza. All right. I think we, he hurt um, his thumb. Like, he probably
2: burned it on a CeCe's pizza platter because he was picking up the whole pizza <laughs> Dudes, off the burner, you know?
1: We got to start wrapping Dude. this thing up, and we got a few more things to cover. Um, Oh, we do? Yes, it, here's what John wrote in the itinerary. There's still a lot of Jim Zorn's fingerprints on this team. Is it time to panic and call it a season? What? What panic. is it? This, I'm this not is, panicking yet. I'm panicking. I was panicking I'm after not, that game. I am. I'm not panicking yet. You know why I'm panicking? I'm not. You know why? Let me explain. We've got. Why are you panicking? Well, look who we've got, dude. The next six weeks, we've got Philly. Green Bay, At Philly, the Colts, no. and then the Bears, and then Detroit.
0: It'll make us stronger, dude. Here's what and I then think. Philly. It, I, the reason I'm not panicking is because we have played one of our division opponents and we have beaten them, and it was the most important one to beat. And yeah, it would have been nice to win these two games, but we're only three games in. We need to come out and we need to play Philly this week, and we need to, you know, we need to come out of that game with a win in the column. And, yeah, we
1: do need to come yeah. out with a win in that. Because, like you said, it is a division game, and that would put us 2-0 in the division, which goes a long way.
0: That's right. So I'm not panicking yet. Now, if we had just played the first three games against division opponents and lost two of them, I'd be panicking a bit. But that's not the case.
1: What if we go into Philly and get blown out? Are you going to be panicking
0: then? I'll, I'll reassess at that time. I don't think I'll panic at that
2: point. I think I would be resigned to what the season was looking like, at least for the next few weeks after that until the second half of the season when when things start clicking for everybody a little bit better. Or we figure out people like like Lorenzo Alexander who actually can play this defense unlike some of the other guys out there. All
0: right. Dude, I'll tell you what's going to happen, though, because, you know, with Michael Vick in there, um, I mean, basically we're used to playing – you know, our, our team is used to playing more man to man coverage and they're used to playing it more in a, in a 4-3 defense, you know? Mm-hmm. And we've got to put enough pressure on Michael Vick, um, so that he can send, you know, his, his wide receivers deep. Because if we don't <laughs> do that, it's not going to help free up the edges, uh, you know, in, in this game. I mean, that, that's what I, you know, I was kind of thinking about watching, I don't know. Well, you guys didn't get to see any of the, the Eagles game, I guess. And watching Vic,
1: I know that I've heard he's been playing well. I know that.
2: Yeah, he's running Um, a lot, and that's the thing that's really concerning me about it because our linebackers are not running very quickly, and someone's going to have to spy him. I mean, this is this is a classic mobile quarterback situation. There's going to have to be a spy to keep an eye on him for scrambling.
0: See, because what'll happen is, what what, I mean, what'll happen is if we don't put pressure on Michael Vick, he's going to send like what's that guy's name, Jeremy Macklin? That dude that always mm-hmm. goes deep, he's going to send that dude deep, and basically what's going to happen then is it's going to free up the edges, and our linebackers are just going to get tired out. I mean, it's oh yeah, we
1: have to get pressure in. on him. And you were right. We I don't think he's going our to be all these needs to make these little teeny passes like Bradford was doing, but they might after seeing that game.
2: Now, our, our offense. It's got to go. we have got to play the
0: zone super tight, too. In those blitz, in those blitz situations, we got to play them tight.
1: And, the yeah. op- dude, the offense has got to score in the red zone. We had, what, three field goals?
2: Yeah. In there? We've got to put the ball in the end zone and score six. Anyway, we need to wrap this thing times. up,
1: dudes. We're going pretty long on this show. Um,. Yeah, yeah. Real we, quick,
2: and don't forget, don't forget, Aaron. Real quick, don't forget. This is McNabb's return to Philly for the first time. I'm going to be very interested to see how much of their ass they the show. Phillies fans show by booing him. I'm saying a lot of it there, being he is arguably mm-hmm. the best quarterback they've ever had there, um, as far as winning. You know, one one Super Bowl appearance and five NFC title appearances. You know, he's right, right up there with what Jurgensen did there. Um, I can't even, was it Van Bronklin who won that one world championship for him in 1960? No Super Bowls, and yet they absolutely mm-hmm. hate him there. So yeah. it's going to be very be interesting because... to see if anyone throws up on him or if they try to tase him. It, and here's them. the other
1: thing, dude, is he, he says that he expects some cheers there. He's never had cheers there his entire career. Why would he have them now? Seriously, dude. Yeah. Well, dude, he's
0: he's you gotta he's remember high road. You got to remember that um it's, you know, they they got rid of he wasn't expecting them to get rid of him. I mean, so why should they boo him now any more than they booed him in the past?
1: Oh, they'll boo him. You know? I guarantee they'll Philly
0: boo fans, him. Fans, the worst fans, the worst in
1: fans in the world. Anyway, yeah, do, they I never
0: do, you
2: could I, he could have won 5 Super Bowls there and they'd be like, "He's a bum. He didn't win 6. He sucks." And of course they'd be <laughs> like five f bombs in what I just said. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, dudes, I just want to point out if you can take a moment of silence, Redskins fans out there, since the Redskins played the fan, uh, the Rams this week. Um, Don Dahl, you you ever heard that name? Uh, he played, started with the Lions and he played for the Rams and the Redskins. Um, he died today at age 84. He's the only player in NFL history with 10 or more interceptions in three different seasons. And, uh, he was defensive back. And um played for the Redskins in I think nineteen fifty three. He had ten interceptions for the Redskins in fifty three. Sweet and we sucked but, uh, in the
2: fifties. And
1: that's like ten more than Carlos Man. Rogers has had in his career.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs>
2: eight more in one season than Carlos has ever had in a single season. Yeah.
0: Right. All right. So anyway. Condolences uh, to uh, you your know, fans, family. Thoughts go out to Don Dahl and his family.
2: Okay,
1: um, and real quick, right before we close this up, we want to give a shout out, Josh does, to some Redskins fan he met. Who is it?
0: Yeah, Kenneth. Uh, Kenneth is a barista at Starbucks in Raleigh, North Carolina, off of Creedmoor Road. If you're ever in in the area, go in and get a uh, cup of coffee. Ask Kenneth to make it. He's a Redskins fan. You know he won't spit in it.
1: Way to go, Kenneth. Hail to the Redskins. <laughs> All right, once again, thanks go out to David Lee, Legal Services. Uh, and um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for tonight's show. Um, hail to the Redskins, keep the faith, brothers. Yeah. And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan this hey week, Cowboys fan,
2: yo, yo,
0: they'll
2: they can say what they want. got to they